to Hodge. That's a goal, I think. It is. Hodge has done it from nowhere. A manufacturer mark. Akamatis. Left foot snap. You're listening to the Fifth Quarter Podcast with Marty Davis. Let's get into it. Inside the centre square, boys kick the goal. Boys kick the goal from inside the centre. Okay. Sweet. Cheers. And good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to the fifth quarter podcast. This week, we've got Ben Johnson, not the West Coast Eagles player, but instead a better bloke. Big Ben. How are we? Yeah, man. I was really looking forward to meeting Ben Johnson, like catch up on small times, but oh, oh mate, I'm part. He was one of the best players on <laughs> umpire. Just gonna say, oh, he'd definitely be out there. Now, first thing on the run sheet today, we got about a Thursday night review. We are doing this on the Friday after a Thursday night game because I was lazy, and everyone that I've asked to do a podcast all declined. So, get the boy in the vlog, which we'll mention. We'll talk about a bit later about the. Uh, First ever fifth quarter vlog, which is out on YouTube now. So, Thursday night footy review. Do we like Thursday night footy, Ben? Oh, I love Thursday night footy. I think it's great. Okay, good. I'm not the only one that thinks Thursday night footy should stay. Um, look, I think it's great. The NRL have done it and they, it works for them and they do a lot of things wrong, but mm. they're finally doing some things right when it comes to the fixturing. So... Even Absolutely. midweek state of origin games, and surely we could do that. Surely, same length. Oh, I think I think Thursday would have to be the the earliest <laughs> in the week you do it, and I don't think you could do Monday games unless it was a public holiday either. So, yeah. Now, how did you think the game was? It was a bit of a. It was a, it was very much a tight battle, and then one team would run away with it, then it become a tight battle again, and the other team would run away with it. So it's a very weird game. Um, yeah, it was actually. I mean, I think personally that uh, Geelong kind of controlled the game most of the way through, apart from the probably two five-minute periods from Port in the first half and fourth quarter. Um, but yeah, I think I think definitely Geelong look a really good side coming out of that game. Um, but, you know, when Jeremy Cameron and Connor Rosie both kick five goals, can't complain too much. Very good game. And Connor Rosie's really coming out of his shell. He's been a gun player for the last couple of years, but he's now becoming a midfielder, but also a forward player where Port can say, Oi, step, we need you to, like, step on the gas and let's get going. Mm, I'm a big fan of uh, players that are versatile, can play multiple positions, so... Yeah, it comes in well for my fantasy team as well. <laughs> I like um players that can play in multiple positions, yes, but don't put the uh Ferrari. Don't take the Ferrari out of the bloody garage. If someone's a gun in midfield and you shouldn't be playing forward, Dustin Martin. Patrick Dangerfield. <laughs> no, see, like uh, I, I disagree. I think um you've got to be able to play more than just the midfield. Uh, Especially in this game now with those, what, absolutely. 75 rotations? Absolutely. I think it's about that. Um, you know, you've got to be versatile. You can't, you know, there's not a massive list 
spot, is it? Um, mm. So I think there's more of a premium on guys who can play multiple positions. Most definitely. So, look, yeah, and we've seen in the past that he can actually play well, Dustin Martin. But Patrick Dangerfield, first game back for the year after a syndesmosis injury. Um, mm. Look, he did his job. And you saw in that side last night that the Selwood, the one Selwood that plays in the AFL now, Joel, has didn't play his best game, but the mm. rest of their players got up around him and thought this is looking like a decent side now. Yeah, I think it's um it's good when like all the other players around can step up. Um, obviously, you can't rely on specific players like that. And obviously, Selwood's been around for a fair while now. Um, so it's good to see some of the younger guys stepping up. Um, I think it was, thought it was interesting though with um, Danger's first game back, how much time he actually played. Um, so hmm. I thought they might have been more, uh, oh, a bit more cautious with him, but you know, they didn't. He played, what was it? Um, about 94 minutes of the 130 minutes of game time. So, yeah. Not bad, not bad. So, are the Cats the real deal now? They're locked in by one game inside the top top four. I don't think they are a top four caliber side personally. I think definitely Brisbane, Port, Brisbane, Bulldogs and Melbourne are the top three. Top four, I don't know if I could put Geelong in there. They're very inconsistent. You saw before their bye, they played Collingwood, who they should have won by shitloads. And they didn't because Collingwood came back and won by 10. Lost by 10. Mm. Um, So they're not that consistent side who should be putting teams to bed. Yeah, that's fair. Um. I think they're one to continue watching. I don't think you can really put them as a defined team yet. Um, I think they've definitely got the potential. I don't think they'll win the flag personally, um, but I definitely think they're a team that come finals, if they're there, they'll be tough to beat. Um, you know, you look at the players that they've got, like Jeremy Cameron can turn it on whenever. Like he kicked five goals against Port. Um, and he Rowan turned it on in just a quarter against West Coast in that 96 points. Exactly. Um, you know, Rowan kicked three, Hawkins kicked four. I mean, he should have probably had more than that. He kicked four goals, four. So um, they, they look good, but I'm a bit hesitant on giving him a real deal kind of label yet. So with Geelong, the next five... We have a quick look. Here we go. We love a bit of going. So the next five, they've got the Bulldogs next week on Friday night. Then they follow up on the Thursday against Brisbane mm-hmm. and then play Essendon, Carlton and West Coast and Fremantle in Perth. Out of that, I think they've got three wins, definite. And... Mm-hmm. Maybe four of the Bulldogs at home. 
like at GMHBA, but then Brisbane away in Brisbane, it's, it's one of those ones where it's a bit of a flip of the coin. I think uh, Bulldogs get up over Geelong, so they lose that one. Uh, uh, I think they lose to Brisbane at the G. At the G, um, at the G, at the Gabba. Is that at the Gabba? Yeah, is it the Gabba? Brisbane home game. Why did I say the G? Because it says G on, on the... Yeah, I know. I was like, what? Um, <laughs> they beat Essendon. Like, as well as they as we're playing... I, the I second half Bombers. G- yeah. Um, oh, they they beat Carlton. And I think they're Depending on which Carlton decides to rock up, they beat oh, Carlton. Mate. Carlton needed just to accept the rebuild, but that's a story for another time. Um, and... Right. After that, they got Freo. I think they get up over Freo. Freo's just nowhere right now. They've got Pathetic. so many. Um, and I don't see a half of those players coming back by the time they play Geelong. So, mm. so win three. Well, they've played 12 now. Let's stop to they get by round 17, sitting on another 12 points. They get the wins needed to make finals. Mm-hmm. And it's looking like all the teams, Brisbane need, what, three, four more wins. Melbourne have made it based on what? I mean, unless they have a massive collapse. Unless they have a massive collapse, but statistically they've made it. Mm-hmm. Um, 11 wins is what basically banks you eighth spot most nowadays. Yeah. Used to bank you first. Used to bank you a top four spot, but now it's top eight. So really interesting going into one of our next topics of is the top eight set? So to me it is, but massive but. You've got four teams sitting on five wins from 11 or 12 games being the Bombers, the Giants, the Dockers, and the Saints. I could see two of those sides potentially challenging for the eight and two of them nowhere near it. Who do you think uh, would challenge the eight? The Bombers, by based on what I've seen and what they can do and their they're best, I think they can challenge. And then you can't underestimate the Giants when they get players back. They're getting Toby Green back this week. Stephen Kniglio is on his way back. So based on that, those are the two that I can see challenging. Can't see Frio. Yes, they've got Alex Pierce back, but he, he played a couple of games with Peel and his first game back, he was very niggly and we thought he did his hamstring or his knee again. Um, and they've got that big of an injury list that it's just like, you're kidding me? Um, and St Kilda kick straight. You got Missy mm. Higgins and <laughs> Max King might as well be the queen because he's missing. I reckon Gold Coast are a very, 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 very big smoky for them to come out of the blocks in the next eleven games, win six or seven of them, and Matt Rao being best on ground. Depending on how he gets through this week will determine on 
how important he really is for the Gold Coast Suns moving forward. But look, it, the big question is the biggest question is West Coast injury list. Is it going to hold up? Is, they, when they get their players back, are they going to be fighting for top four? Richmond haven't been their best this year. Like, I think Essendon were like on the weekend, Essendon just got ran over. You could see that a young team like the Bombers that we didn't expect to win many games this year anyway, put it up to them and then just got tired. But I really, it's those two teams that could stuff it all up for themselves. And then the other one is Sydney. Are their young kids still going to be keeping going? Are they going to be able to push through for the rest of the year? I think it's I think it's quite interesting. I don't necessarily think the eight set just purely because of uh, Sydney, West Coast, and Richmond. Hmm. Um, I don't think West Coast. I, we spoke about this in the preseason um, when we were doing our ladder predictions. Um, I had West Coast missing and Gold Coast making the eight. Um, so yeah. I still think there, I still think they're a chance with Rao coming back. They've kept up pretty well. I feel like Rao's just that one player that's going to make the difference to that team. And oh he God. comes back, plays an amazing eleven games, gets his Rising Star nomination because he's still eligible. Tom Lynch mm-hmm. comes out back, dominates. Patrick Cripps wins the uh, Norm Smith. I win eighty nine dollars. <laughs> uh, see, I think I think um, I think he's immense to their side. So I think hmm. he um, gives them a chance. Not Which, that they don't have it currently. Um, even without Rao this week, I think they could win. Oh yeah, Owen oh, Anderson, oh, Isaac Rankin. Yeah, those two alone um, are dominating. And Oleg Markov has gone from being a B grade player in a good side to being an A grade player in a mid-tier side. Mm. So I think Essendon and GWS are definitely the two mainly players to make some sort of rumble. Um, I don't think, yeah, as I said, I don't think West Coast stay up. I, I think if they do, they barely sneak in. Um, but I could definitely see Sydney dropping out of the eight. I can see Sydney, West Coast, and maybe Richmond. I, I think feel the like... Most likely- I just uh, I think don't know. Yeah, I think it's it's like you'll probably come down in the last round, which I actually want. Yeah, I think it's gonna be really tight. And I'm not sure whether it's gonna oh I think it's gonna probably be decided by percentage at this stage. Mm. Um I can I can see that as being the reason why GWS miss out because they're they're only on 93.3. Everyone in the top eight is 106. So I think if a team's going to sneak in, GWS, um, and if there's a team to drop out, it'll be Sydney. Mm. We'll see how the next couple of weeks play out. Yes. Now, this brings up my question. We've seen it in the NBA, the play-in series that Mm -hmm. were going on. Top 10 with a playoff game between 7, 8, 9, and 10. So seven play ten, eight play nine. Ooh. Or you go seven, eight, nine, ten. Winner goes straight in of seven and eight. Loser 
plays another game. Mm. And then the winner of nine and ten goes through to play the loser. Yeah, I, I could see that. I mean... Um... Or you do seven versus ten, eight versus nine in the mid-season, midweek, like the end-of-season buy. Mm. And then goes through like that. I feel like that would be the way they would do it. I think if there was going to be a change, that would be what happened. Mm. Um, I think it would be definitely good in deciding those like really close kind of ones where like not a, not a lot of percentage in it. They're both on the same wins and losses. I would just hate for a team that's sitting seventh to be three games up on someone in ninth and then end up bombing out in those two games. But um, to me, you should be able to – you wouldn't have won the finals anyway if you've bombed out against 10th. Yeah, I know. But I can definitely see the argument for it. And if that was a change they were going to make, I would be all for it. But I'm very happy with the structure they've got at the moment. Especially so. with there now being talks of a 19th team coming in with mm. Northern Territory looking at putting a bid in for the next team into – they're saying they're going to start trying to get more teams in after 2023, which... I really hope they do. I, I want them to. I want Tasmania Tasmania to have a team and Northern Territory to have a team. First of the NT, I feel like they've given mm-hmm. us a lot more talent than what, say, Tasmania has given us, mm-hmm. even though Tasmania has given us some of the best players of my, our generation, of Alistair Lynch, Matthew Richardson... Yeah. Jack Rewalt, put him up there as one of the best at the moment. He has one at Coleman, so he deserves that tag. Um, and the best moment of an AFL grand final. Singing with the killers. But still. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, the big news that came in this week, yesterday in fact, so I'm glad we're doing it on a Friday, is who is going to be the next coach of Collingwood. So if no one's heard... Nathan Buckley has quit the job of coach at Collingwood. I believe he's been sacked. He's been told, your contract's not going to get extended after this year. Might as well just walk out. And he's probably been sent out now. They've definitely pushed him out the door, I reckon. Um, So who do we think is going in? There is rumours of Ross Lyon getting the gig, which... I don't know. I wouldn't personally think that's good for I think if Collingwood. If there's a complaint already about the way that they're playing, which is quite defensive, Ross Lyon's not the way to go. Hmm. If into that kind of footy, like I I admire his um I admire you know, that he's a coach. I think he's great at what he does, but I I don't think so. Um I mean, you know, there's the possibility of Brad Scott, who was raised as a um, potential candidate. Um, Lepich. Uh, Lepich says he doesn't want to coach again, so. Yeah, so you can pretty much rule him out. Um, like, I feel like Michael Voss deserves a second chance, but I don't feel like he'd want to coach at Collingwood. Mm. Um, uh, and then you've also that, got was... Bob Harvey, who's been – there for the same amount of time as Buckley as an assistant coach, as well as Brendan Sanderson as well. That's been at Collingwood. 
You've got those two options. And I know um, there was the rumour floated around just briefly a couple of days ago that um, Clarkson might be in. Yeah, uh, he's like a dollar you know, fifty or something on Twitter. No. Um, I actually think it's going to be a little bit of a curveball. And I think they're going to go after uh, Sam Mitchell, um, who's currently coaching uh, Box Hill, um, who I know is a very highly rated coach. At Box Hill. Hill. There are a lot of them are liking him there as um, well. Yeah, he's... um. Obviously, he was a assistant coach at West Coast, um, and he's obviously been an assistant coach in the same role at Hawthorne for the last three years, um, while actually coaching the Box Hill side. So, I think um, he's definitely the one that's ready to make the jump. If you're not going with a previous AFL coach, mm. um, I think he's probably my bet for who the next coach is going to be. Now, moving on to the last topic, but quickly. Now, yes or no, before we get into our mid-season report card, we'll get this one done quickly. Matty Rowell, as many have called him the ginger ninja. (laughs) The one who might as well just get a banana boat sponsorship or a Cancer Council sponsorship. He needs that much sunblock on the Gold Coast. Will he be the difference to the Gold Coast side in the second half of the season? My answer is yes. I've already praised him enough so far in this show. Yeah, we touched on it before. Um, I think, you know, Mr. Footy is definitely going to be a big, big impact on their side. Um, The energy he brings, um, you know, he's in the few games that we've seen, I think he's been easily their best player. Um, One of the best players in the comp, so... Um, I'm interested to see how he returns and wait to watch. Mm. Now, time for the mid-season fifth quarter report card. So we're going to start from 18th to 1st. 18th to 1st. From 18th to 1st. That way we know that we're going first or last, basically. Last or first. And get going. So... North Melbourne, what are we? I'm giving them look for. We knew this year they weren't going to be that good. So for the listeners, ranking them A plus if they've had an amazing season, A B C D or F if they've just absolutely flopped expectations. A plus if they're they're just absolutely exceeding them, and F if they're just flopped it this year which I think there's a couple of teams here that might be getting a D or an F. I'm going to actually give North Melbourne a C. Didn't expect anything from them this year. Um, so I'm giving them a C. These will go up on our Facebook and Instagram pages so everyone can see what our rankings are of the teams. And give us your opinions in the comments and let us know. So what's, what do you think, Ben? Um, you know, I'm pretty much the same. I think we all knew North Melbourne weren't going to be great coming into the season. I don't think we expected it to be this bad. Um, for a team where they're at, who they let go, I can't really go further than a C minus. Um, so that's what I think I'm going to give them. It's a C. Now, the next is the Hawks. Now, they've been playing boring football for two years. 
now, and I'm actually giving them a D. The players on their list, they should be doing better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, you got to give them a, a D, like, because they have played shocking. Like, they, what was it? They lost to North Melbourne, the yeah. only team. North Only team to lose to North Melbourne this year. Um, They've had two wins. Man, terrible, terrible. Um, they don't look good. They don't look like they're really making any progress. Um, you know, I don't really have anything else to say. They need to hit the draft. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And that's been their problem is that they haven't done what a lot of clubs have done and held their picks. They've got rid of their mm. picks. So then they their can success has been their own demise. And now they aren't noticing that. Now they're noticing, oh, crap, we've stuffed up here. And I personally think maybe it's time we get a change of leadership there. Ooh, what? Change of coaching? Change, change of, of coaching. Just Change of coaching? Clarkson, yes, done an amazing job, has won four flags with the club. Mm. But what, he's been there for about 10, 12 years now? Would you expect them to do a uh, succession like they? I did feel like they need to do what Paul Ruse's succession plan was, mm. not how Essendon's done it, and not how no, Collingwood did it. Mm. Okay. I feel like Paul Ruse did it perfectly. Had an assistant coach who basically was his right hand man with everything. He was next to him when he was in the coach's box doing this and teaching them. That's how I think they need to do it. Yeah, I, I necessarily agree, yeah. Because he's done it well at two clubs. Yeah, he has. I think he's the master of that kind of thing, to be honest. And every other club that try and copy him, stuff up. Yeah. Now let's move on to the Magpies. I'm giving them an F. Could, could I go worse than F? Like, is there anything worse? I don't think so. Like, oh my god! For a team that, like, granted, the, the club is in shambles. Their salary cap issues are still not over. They Racism got rid of issues within the club that's been going on for yeah. years. Yeah, and I think it's all, you know, ended with bucks. So, um, which I, I think is an interesting decision to let him walk. Um. I don't think I would have let him walk. But, um, yeah, after that news, definitely F. If I could go lower, I'd go lower. Now, a team that we thought were going to be around North Melbourne on the uh, one win till they meet scale, the Crows have knocked off both the Cats and the Demons. Mm-hmm. And who else have they beaten? They've lost, but they've lost to the Pirates, which... Is significant. I'm going to get, like, who expected this from Adelaide this year? Not me. I feel like they're a B, not so much an A or an A+. plus. They're definitely a B as they're there. They're improved, but not massively. Um, oh, do you know, if you ask me after the first round of the season, A+, plus, A+. Plus. They beat Geelong. Oh, my God. Um, but since then, I don't really think there's been anything crazy that stuck out. Um, 
you know, the the loss to Collingwood wasn't great. Um, so I think I, I've got to go see. I knew that, like, we always knew they were going to improve um, on last year because last year was pretty abysmal. Um, but I can't go really higher than a C. Yeah, look, thinking about it, trying to look at who they've lost to, they haven't really – they've beaten, yeah, big-name clubs. They've lost to – they've beaten the Suns without a Matthew Rao. That game could have been different, 10 points difference. They lost to Fremantle, so to see. Definitely. Nice change. <laughs> yeah. They beat when you really look at it, it's not it's not pretty. Like they've had some really good wins. Like they beat Melbourne by a point, which they realistically shouldn't have won. Um for multiple reasons. Hmm. Um, you know, they lost to Richmond, who are, you know, they're still, you know, a premiership caliber side, but um they're not you know, they lost to Hawthorne and we gave them a yeah. D. They lost to Collingwood, who got an F. Yeah, so it's a C. We didn't expect massive from them. No. But we didn't expect... We expected worse. Yeah. At the start of the year, had them 17th. Yeah, I think I was about the same. Yeah, so it's like... Uh, now, the it's Blues... Expectation. The Blues are an E. No, can't do an E. A D. Like... I expected them to be up and fighting for finals. You look at their forward line, you look at their midfield, you look at who they brought in. They've got Adam Sard in, Zach Williams. You look at their defense with Zach, Sam Doherty back in, Jacob Weirdering's fighting, and they're just playing useless football. Um, I mean, Kerno's been out, hasn't he? Charlie, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the only... I think the expectation was that they were going to be a strong side this year. Um, Weedering's playing well. Saad is doing his thing. Sam Walsh. Uh, Yep, he's playing well. Cripps has been up and down. Um, Williams, just... Let's not talk about Zach Williams. (laughs) Um, Why is that, Ben? I just have, I don't think he's been playing well, hmm. to be honest. So I've got to go with an F for Carlton yeah. because the expectation was so much higher than what it what it's been shown to be. Um, that averages out to an E. So you, they're sitting 14th. We're sitting 14th. Like, sorry, yeah. sorry, not West. Carlton's sitting 14th, and we were expecting him to be top eight. Hmm. Or even top that 10. The expectation. Yeah. You know what? The, the media hype. The word coming out of the club was that they were going to be great. I want to just put it out there. It's not so much media hype. It's more Victorian media hype. Victorian media hype. Because a lot of us would just, we don't get everything from out of Victoria. We don't get anything from here. Everything out of Victoria comes from Victorian media. So the listeners, we're in Perth. We get West Coast and Frio. The only way we get anything is reading Victorian newspapers bring Victorian mm-hmm. articles. So, yeah, yeah, Carlton and, and F. Yeah, I've averaged it out. 
They're going to be the only an first A. They, an average of A. Average of A. For, I don't know. Now, the Suns. You oh, know what? Sun. I'm giving them a B. A I B. think they've done a lot better than everyone else thought. And without Matt Rao. They've won four games without Matt Rao. They won three in a row last year with him in the side against West Coast. Who do they beat? West Coast. They beat Fremantle. And I think they beat Adelaide. Because they played Port Mm -hmm. Adelaide in round one Mm -hmm. last year. And it was this whole thing. So there's three games in a row. And they got injured against Adelaide or Fremantle. And ended up still getting... They, that's the last win for the year was when they played Adelaide. They ended up with three or four wins last year. So they've yeah. already beaten last year. Absolutely. And, you know, it's only halfway through the season, so... It's halfway through. Uh, I'm hoping they don't have what they do in most years and just die in the ass. Um, I think most of the time, though, when they have died off, like it's been due to key players being injured. I think they're in a really good moment. Yeah, exactly. Gary Ablett, when he went down with his shoulder, they were on track to make finals that year. Yeah. Um, So they won one extra game than they did last year in a shortened season. They've got 5 11 and 1. Was it Raul last year was playing lights out to start the year? Yeah. he was getting you know, 30 touches a game in his first season. He was season. polling well as well. You know, he was polling well in the Brown though as well, wasn't yeah. he? Um, I think he got three votes in his first in the first three games back after the COVID outbreak. Yeah. I think um see this is a tough one. I like the players they brought in, um, been playing well. Um obviously I think they could have won a couple more games. Um, I think they've played well without Matt Rowell, um, but I don't think he should change the score that we give um, because he hasn't been playing. Mm. So as we have of him, we know that obviously he plays well, team somewhat plays better. Um, but I think I'm I'm going to differ with you on this one. I think I'm going to go see. I'm going to be a little bit harsher because I think the players they brought in they set themselves up so they, if they did have the issues with Raul again this year with injuries, which you know, they did, what was it, first game? First or second yeah, first game of the year. Over here. First game of the year. Like, <laughs> which I'm a bit scared of that they're playing. Um, playing over here this week. I think, I think um, they, sh- they were better prepared for his loss. So I think. Would have been a little bit better, especially those small games that they've lost um, by small margins. Um, they probably could have won. So yeah. I think I'm going to Yeah. But it'd be like high C. It'd be like a C plus. C plus, um, B minus something. B minus kind of thing. So like it'll be one the to games they have lost, they beat North Melbourne by 60 points compared to some teams that we've rated here. It's North Melbourne, right? North. North Melbourne. They only lost by they lost to Carlton by eleven, St Kilda by nine, and to be honest, they gave it. They gave a shot to Geelong. They still went down by thirty four. Yeah, but I guess 
the score line doesn't tell the whole story. So the score lines don't tell whole stories. But coming from with yours, I can I can see where you're coming from with the B, but um, I think it's definitely got to be on the higher level of a C mm. for me. Now, the Saints I've given gone straight out F. Oh yeah, straight out. <laughs> no need to talk about it. Straight away. Yeah, no, they're they're an F. Their kicking woes are terrible. They should be a whole lot better off. The list they've got on paper is incredible. And they should be top six, but just they're not disgusting. scoring. Their percentage is seventy seven point six. It's real bad. Have they got what's their percentage compared to everybody else? Um, they've got so the second have worst a higher percentage in the AFL. They have a higher percentage. Adelaide, Collingwood, the third worst in the AFL. There's two teams that have a lower percentage, and that is Hawthorne and North Melbourne, and they're seventeenth and eighteenth. Yeah. That's an F, and they made the semi-finals last year. Mm. Yeah, they should have been able to build off that. You know, they they had a really good fourth quarter against um, West Coast. Yeah, they, they had a good, they had a couple they, of they games with it. Um, and it shows what they can do when they're playing well, but it just hasn't happened. It hasn't clicked yet, and I'm sure it will at some point, but I don't think it's going to be this year. Can't say it this year. Now, Freo, I've given a D, mainly because I do feel sorry for them with injuries. Some of their injuries mm-hmm. have played a big part of their results, but they should have the depth to be able to get in these injuries, get in these players that, are getting injured to have a straight replacement. They've got no debt. <laughs> I've watched a lot of their free air players running around for Peel this year. When they play for Peel, they look good. Some of them are looking good for Peel. When they play for free air, they look trash. They're picking up waffle players. Yeah. Um, so um, that's why I've given them a straight up D. I do feel sorry for some of their injuries. So it's a big names. But Nat Fife isn't as good as he was last year or the year before. Um, personally, I think Nat Fife isn't the best player in the company anymore. Yeah. I'm just going to have to pop outside for a sec. I've just got a quick phone call. All good. I'll um, pause recording. She's been And we are, we are back for an, the second part of our report card. Yes, we've gone through for 52 minutes without a break. It's great. Now, we, we've got a little bit longer. We're this is a longer show. episode because it is the mid-season special. Yeah. So we're, we've said the Dockers are useless, basically. Um, I've got to give my, my grade, don't I? You've got to give your grade before we get on oh, to yeah, the half-time Dons. All right, mate, I was going with a D anyway. Fantastic. <laughs> that would great. The half-time <laughs> Dons, as I've called them, they've only played half a game. You saw it on the weekend. They played half a game. <laughs> they played against yeah. West Coast, played half a game. Um. I've given them – I've actually missed a team, but we'll come back to them. I've given them a seat. I have definitely – even though I, I haven't expected this from them, but five wins so far halfway through the year. Expected them to get, what, six or seven wins throughout the year. They definitely are exceeding my expectations, but when they lose, they lose bad. Or they choke. 
round one against Hawthorne. Yeah, okay. Um, I can understand that view. See, I, I differ, and I differ strongly. <laughs> strongly. Um, if you were to say to me at the start of the year that... Actually, we to be thinking about it. Um, or be in ninth at halfway through the season, having five wins, I would have told you, you are insane. Mm. Um, I think they've got such a great crop of guys coming through. Like, we're watching Darcy Parrish absolutely flourish. Like the unicorn. Anzac, the unicorn. Um, Nicky Hind. Yeah, Nick Hind. Um, Harrison Jones coming on the scene. Good old toasty um, over there. Yeah, you know, Zach Merritt's playing well as always. Um, the <laughs> the goat, Andy the goat, Phillips. Andrew Phillips. <laughs> oh, people who um, watch the vlog are going to love the banter. Love that, that we got a we referenced it a lot. Um so yeah, I've given them a B. I've changed it. I thought they have you changed stuff. it to a B. Changed it to a B. There's teams on here that will get an A plus. See, right. this, this is my first A+. plus. Okay, that averages purely, it to an A. Purely because I would have said that they were a bottom four side coming into the year. Um, you let go of Saad, Danaher goes, um, you know, you have the shield injury at the start of the season. Um, I've got to play for you guys. Yep, Dylan Shield injured. Uh, you know, and then the young guys that have come through, uh, Michael Hurley still being out. Well, he's out you now, out for the season with his. I hip. thought he was retired. To be fair, yeah. No, he's um he's out for the season. Uh, what else? You know, we've got a fair few guys on the injury list. I do feel uh, like you'll so- make finals next season, if not this year. I think it's very much a possibility this year. That's why I've got them as an A plus. Like mm. I haven't had a look at the rest of the schedule yet um next week hawthorne so it's a rematch from that that round i think we get up there um you know we play melbourne i think we lose there uh geelong i think as i said earlier we probably lose that but that one it could go eat like the only reason why could... i think you lose that is because it's at gmhba mm. not we play Adelaide. round 17 we win that and we play north um, in round 18. So I think, you know, we at least win three of the next five, I think. Puts you to three of the um, next five. That puts you to eight and nine, almost 500 for the year. So I think I think it's very much a possibility. Um, so I am definitely going with an A-plus for the Bombers. That averages out to a A. So I think the Bombers will be very happy with that. Now, the team mm. I missed was GWS. Um, and quite rightly as well, they've played crap footy. Put it bluntly, they, they only win games when most of playing. They've been all over the place. I I kind of have a question for you. Yep. Because I've I've been thinking about this um, all day leading up. To the pod. I wanted to know your opinion on this. Cogs is captain. Hasn't had a great run. Um, Toby Green comes in this year as the vice. Cogs goes down injured. 
Green takes over as captain. Team plays well. Team wins. Green goes down. What was it? Kelly? Kelly. Two weeks ago. Took over. They played really well in that game as well. Do you think Cogs is their best captain choice considering how they've gone this year with the three different captains? On that one, it's very, very difficult because Cogs really hasn't had the opportunities. He's been either injured all this year. Last year, he just... He played well. Then he got he dropped himself um, to make a stand of, I'm happy to get dropped. But maybe he needs to do that of the bulk approach of drop down of captaincy to focus on your footy. Mm. Um, but don't get me wrong, he's a good leader. He played better when he wasn't. It's no secret he played better when he wasn't captain. I feel Before like that- more pressure mm. as a captain, like everyone does. But I feel like there's a bigger effect of their Ruckman going down in that side. So mm. you round one, you play Flynn, who is a first player of a game. He's been on the list for, what, four or five years. You bring in Pruce, who would be their starting Ruckman. Mumford wasn't meant to play a game this year. He was just meant yeah. to be a Ruck coach. And a player at the same time, as like a reserve ruckman if needed, and now they've ended up putting him as the main ruck. And when they play him as a ruck, they win games. Mm. In the first three games that he played, they all won. That's an interesting point. So personally, I've given them a C. I didn't really expect much from them. This is where I expected them to be. Once mm. they lost all those players last year, Williams, um, mine's gone blank. Jeremy Cameron's a big one. John yeah, Patton, a... the year before, even though he's yeah. not playing, he's still a big name for that team. Yeah. So, um, they're a C in my book. Yeah, I think I can't go much... I can't really say anything different, actually. Like, I think they're a C team right now. Like, you know, granted they've had injuries. You know, there's the whole rut crisis thing. Like, Mumford shouldn't be playing, but he's their best rut. Like, Bruce uh, would be their main rut. He comes back in after Bruce the bye. Bruce is out the year. Bruce is out the year. After the bye. No, because remember, he had, um, didn't he have that weight room accident, which has put him out for another three months? Oh, yes. Yeah. I remember that. Um, so I don't – yeah, they're a tough team to grade. I think they're always going to be around the eight because of the talent they have. They certainly have trouble keeping that talent. Um, I think they're definitely a C grade side at this point. Mm. Yeah, definitely a C. Now we're moving over to the Tigers. I've given them a C. I feel like they've found a little bit of depth – in the forward line now with Coleman Jones replacing Lynch, mm-hmm. which is good. But I don't think they've got the midfield depth. You saw when they lost Cochin, lost Martin, you lost, who else did they lose? Prestia. Those three went down, then they lost Edwards. Their depth wasn't really there. Mm-hmm. And when put under pressure with no depth, you saw when they played Brisbane, 
They also had Lockie Neal out. They just didn't have anything to beat it. Yeah. So that's my look at it. Um, you know, it's a, I think they're one of the harder teams to grade. Really because so much from them. Exactly. The expectation is that they're going to be top four. They're going to play well. They're going to be beating the comp most of the year. Um, really, like I, I thought they were going to take a bit of a dive this year. I, I don't think that you can stay at, you know, that top four level for that long. Um, just look at Hawthorne. Like, they had three-peat contending and took a real nosedive once that all stopped. I kind of... Yeah. Happen to Richmond. I like when Richmond are competitive as much as I hate hate Richmond. Um, I think they're probably a C. For um, me, it's more their losses on how big they are. Mm. They lost to Sydney by forty-five. They lost to Melbourne by thirty-four. Uh-huh. Lost to Geelong by sixty-three. Brisbane by twenty-eight. So, the closest um, loss they've had is against Port. And I haven't, and Port to me haven't really looked the goods this year when they come up against a top eight side. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's think, my personal opinion. Um, yeah, I might actually have to change my, my little thing there. I think I might go a D now that you've stated some of those because I forgot about the Sydney loss because that was when they were playing a lot. Of rookies and granted, the rookies are good, but they're not playing that well. Mm. I, I also think they underrate Mubia They underrate oh, yeah. Chol so much. We saw him on he the weekend. He was immense on the weekend. Every on the time, weekend, he just direction. marked everything. Yeah, his hands were like glue. And yeah. I feel like he will be a good player at another club that can actually recognize him. As a top player, um, I guess it's kind of like it's kind of like Markov, isn't it? Mm. Him play well. Alira Lear went from Sydney to Port, bringing a strong All Australian um, performance. Yeah. Mm. It's got him in contention for that. So um, I think he'd probably benefit from a scene change. But it's like Coleman Jones. Coleman Jones can't crack the side unless um, Rewalt so- or Lynch. You know, so, and I feel like their salary cap is very much played up with the Dustin Martin's salary, mm. and obviously and they just re-signed Jack Rewalt, Jack Rewalt's salary and Tom Lynch's salary. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know Rewalt's contract de- details were, but oh, they just re-signed. That's what I hate about. Yeah. I think the AFL should actually introduce the what a bit more of us knowing because it's a bit. More like, transparency. <laughs> more transparency. How do we know what's going on within the clubs? Yeah. But yeah, they're Talking a C. A um, next one for me, it's a C or a D, whichever one really. Mm. West Coast. Again, I've given them a D. I have ha- I, I I have a privilege of being able to go to these games. So it's like you're watching them from from the stands, and you're like, you're kidding me. They kicked nine straight against Essendon, and then choked. Lost. They played Port, Port, and lost. Yeah, they've, they've played against these teams that should be 
They should be beating. And they lose. They lost by 96 points at GMHBA. Yes, no one can win at GMHBA. But that should not be an excuse. Mm. That should not be an excuse for losing or winning games. Yeah. Um, I think we all know West Coast have travelling issues. Mm. Uh, They've not really played well away from home. They Um, have improved over the last two years, since 2017. Yeah. They still haven't really... They still haven't... They still haven't fixed that issue. Mm. Um, how you can fix that, there's got to be something you look at a bit more. Um, I think, as I said, I'm not really surprised that they've slid at all. They've got a, you know, their list isn't, you know, when I look at the names on the list, I don't go, wow, oh, my God. Like, mm. their attack should be absolutely killing the game at the moment. Um, they've got some really good players. Um, you know, Shuey's meant to be coming back soon, so that'll be a boost. Can Oscar Allen, best West- player on their list. Oscar Allen, uh, Westbound Zone, is uh, coming back this week. Um, like they've got yeah. good players. They've got like Tim Kelly, Shuey, mm. Yo, Hearn, uh, Witherden, Kennedy, Darling, you- Allen. Their forward yeah. line is good. <laughs> it's their delivery that's the problem. All of their key players that have had a stint on the sidelines. Hmm. I think uh, I'm not surprised, as I said. So I'm, I'm going to go with a C because I thought they were going to drop this year. I didn't see them making top four. Um, I definitely had them around six or seven. Um, but with how they've played recently, like they had a nine goal, like nine straight against the Bombers. Um, and obviously, on the pod last week, um, it was mentioned that, you know, they weren't, Bombers were never thought to be out of the game because mm. of the night. Um, I think they really should be putting some of those games away. Um, so I've got to go with a C. And, and they shouldn't be losing games by over 90 points once one player goes down. I remember mm-hmm. watching the Geelong West Coast game, and as soon as... McGovern went down. They had no one to take on Cameron. Yep. And it didn't really of... look right. Mm. So now let's move on. Next team, Sydney. I've gone out and given Sydney an A+. Plus because who expected them to be into sixth from where they were last year at 16th, 17th? Yep. Bottom four to top eight. That's A plus to me. There, it's tough. Like, I want to give them an A, but their recent form now, like, it's kind of averaging out to where I thought they were going to be. Um, obviously, I didn't think top eight. Like, they could do an A plus now, and then we can come back to this at the end of the season. And to me, they'll be a C. That's true. I think I had them sitting around nine, ten. Uh, I had them. Low, I had them like thirteenth to fifteenth, thirteenth to sixteenth at the start of the year. I think I've got to give them an A minus. Um, I think they've been playing really well. Their rookies are phenomenal. Um, Golden Warner, 
Um, McDonald. McDonald. I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Um, not a fan. I I don't rate as McDonald. I don't rate McDonald as highly as what everyone else did. But you know what? Everyone has their own opinion. Mm. Um, I think. Yeah, I think the only reason I say a minus is because they're starting to kind of drop. Um, Didn't the buys come at the right but, time for them as well? Mm. So, right. so that averages out to an A. So that's probably what the, the start, midway through, yeah, A. Yeah, I mean, if you told me at the start of the year they were going to be you know, beating some top sides um, and midway through the season being sixth, I'll, as I said about the Aston one, I would have told you, you're kidding yourself. You're absolutely mm. joking. Now, they're, they're playing really well. Now, moving on, we'll quickly go through the top five teams. The Power, I've just given a C. They finished minor premiers last year, lost in a prelim, so top four no matter what. And yeah, they can't beat yeah, top eight sides. They're four losses up to top yeah. eight sides. Yeah, i got to say, C, not really much to say about them. Not much. I mean, Their young players eight. are good. Charlie Dixon, he mm-hmm. played his first good game for against a top eight side last night. Connor Rosie, mm-hmm. gun. I want to see Dersma bring the bow and arrow back. A lot of people hated it, but I liked it. And because I liked it, bring it back. <laughs> um, Brisbane, I've given them a B. Mm-hmm. I could have given them a C. I am, that, as you know, very, very harsh on Brisbane. Lockie New went out, players stood up, which I like to see. Mm-hmm. But our first three weeks, our first four weeks were terrible. We're one and three after four. Should have been two and two, but not one to blame the umpires. Um, but it was holding the ball in front of the goals. We just beat Collingwood by a point. In round three, we got pumped by the dogs in Bendigo. But then we started to hit our straps and started going again. I do feel we could have done better throughout the year. We should be, I feel like we should have two more wins than what we do. We should be fighting with the Bulldogs in Melbourne. The two losses that I'm... I'll happily give is against Melbourne and the Bulldogs. They are definitely two of the best teams this year. But mm-hmm. I don't accept the Geelong one and I don't accept the Sydney one. So they're a B. And one last thing, bring the barometer back into the site. Reese <laughs> Matherson, he's a different beast when he's playing. A lot of people don't like him, but he's a good player when he's out there. He's okay for every every couple of games. I'm not not as high on him as obviously you are. I don't I don't really think he's their like their barometer, but you know what? Each their own. <laughs> um I think much like Port, I've got to give him a C. It's not really much to say. I think they should be a little bit better than what they have been. Um I think uh can get Joe Danaher kicking straight, um, then almighty praise uh, Chris Fagan. I'd um, praise Chris Fagan anyway for just getting us to where we are. Um, <laughs> but I must say, uh, the difference that I've seen this year with Joe, as much as you're a Bombers fan and all Bombers fans hate Joe Danaher apparently, 
like, to be honest, your medical team was shit. Main reason he left was because of the medicals. He saw that. Um, he went. It's all we all know. He realistically sat out the majority of last year on his own choice. Yeah. He sat yeah. out last year on his own choice. He knew that he was going to go to a better club anyway. <laughs> but he's changed our forward line dynamics for the better. If he oh, doesn't, of course. If he doesn't play a good game, Dan McStay plays a good one. Mm. If Dan McStay's not on, Eric Hipwood will fire with Joe Danaher. If all three of them aren't on, then they can knock the ball down to our small forwards. So our forward line's mm. um, As, oh, I'm not. I'm not denying that he's you know, a good player. I'm not going to deny that he has an impact on the way teams play, um, that he takes probably the best defender. Um, best defender most... away from Eric Hipwood, best thing to happen. Yeah. Um, I, I think if you can get him kicking straight, you know, from inside 50, outside 50, he's lethal. Absolutely. He's a, like, he hit one the uh, other week from about 70 metres, gun yep. barrel straight, but like mm-hmm. dropped like a metre from the line. Painful. He's got a leg. He's got a um, boot. Now let's jump over to the Cats. Yeah. Let's jump over to the Cats. I'm giving them a B. Um, yeah, nothing really much. Bringing Cameron in. They've had some good wins. That's some not so good wins. So yeah. Um, do you know what? I would have said an A if they hadn't have lost to Adelaide at the start of the year. Hmm. Because of that loss, I don't know. Start of the season, you can forget about it. I can't. It's got to be a B because of that. I mean, Jeremy Cameron, since he's come into the side after the injury, has been an absolute game changer. I think he's. The best forward in the comp. Um, yeah, and I think if he played every game so far, he'd be leading the Coleman. Hmm. Um, uh, I don't actually know how many goals he's kicked, actually. Um, Jeremy Cameron? Yeah. But while we're looking up what Jeremy Cameron's... He's 23. 23. Jesus Christ. And what? Harry Mackay's... 38. Mm. Um, and he, yeah. after what, round five or round six? Mm. Was it this season? So, I mean. Two bags of five. Yeah. I think two or three bags of five. But they've got good players around him as well, which is good. Now, the last two, I've given both an A plus in the dogs and the don and the D's. Mm-hmm. Especially the demons are the best team in the comp. Not the most high scoring. They do. They definitely do strangle teams with their defensive structure. But that's how they win games. Um, the dogs. They're on one hundred and fifty percent. They're kicking. They're kicking good. <laughs> like what else can you say? I would like them to kick a bit straighter. Their percentage is helped by their absolute dom- their absolute domination of North Melbourne. So you take that into account on Good Friday. But, yeah, they both get an A+. Maybe the dogs could get knocked down to an A because they were a top eight side last year and we could see it. So, um, yeah. Um, Bulldogs, A+. Best team in the comp, in my opinion. Yeah. That's where I differ from you. I think 
you know, they didn't play well against Melbourne. Melbourne have um, absolutely phenomenal defensive setup. Um, I love what they do behind the ball as a as a former defender. Love it. I always love when teams play a certain defensive game. Um, Their forward like, line isn't up there yet. We appreciate it. Their forward line is pretty. Um, the Bulldogs, their midfield is just so classy, so classy. I think with Trelaw out, that probably had a little bit of an impact. I think he is definitely in changer. Don't Dunkley's out as well. Mm-hmm. They haven't blooded um, Hugo Hagen yet, um, which I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, I'm glad they're taking a cautious, slow approach with him. Um, I hope we see him soon, though. Mm. Um, yeah. Bulldogs, A+. plus. Melbourne, A+. plus. If I could give them A+, three pluses, I would. Like, they have been the team that has just absolutely transformed this season. Um, and I think it's really based on that back half. Um, mm. You know, Lever is averaging the most intercept possessions in history at this stage. Um, and I think he's on track to, well, he's obviously on track to um, break the record. Stephen May is insane. Um, Salem has been awesome. Um, I think the best mid, oh, no, I can't say the best mid. One of the best mids in the comp at the moment is Petrarca. He's finally hit his straps and finally become the player that we all thought he could If you don't want to say it, I will. The best midfielder in the comp this year. And that is why he is on... Actually, no, I got the Bont for uh, Brownlow this year. Yeah. I've got Bont and Pelly or Petrarca to get Brownlow. One of those two. I'm going to keep my Brownlow pick close to my chest. Um, but I think he's definitely top three midfielders. And I think he'll be top three vote getters for the Brownlow. Look, he's probably got inside information. He is good friends with Dean Margats. <laughs> now Oof. we were going to do a mid-season All-Australian team, Ben, but I have just thought of a great idea, which I will message you about after the show. A little bit of a YouTube Ooh. special for Ooh. the fifth quarter. Ooh. But we're gonna go into our tips. I'm kind of upset. No, because Ben, you're gonna be, I'm gonna see if you want to be the, the co-host and joint person for the YouTube channel. Oh. Oh. Okay. I'm get a couple of deliveries. I'm blushing. I'm blushing. Think about it. And then we'll announce it next week on the show. So the tips this week, we've got the first. So obviously the Stephen Motlop Cup was played last night and won by the Cats. So tonight we've got the Lance Franklin Cup against the Hawks and the Swans. But the first question that I'm going to ask you, Ben, which buddy are you taking? Oh, I know this answer already. I'm saying Hawthorne. Hawks buddy. Hawthorne Franklin for sure. I mean, he was at his peak. The 100-goal season, Franklin. I'm taking that. Mm, definitely. But I'm taking the Sydney Swans this week. 
to lift the Buddy Franklin Cup. They're just so much better. They're at the SCG, and I'm I'm going to look forward to watching footy because I love watching footy. But this is the one game I haven't put a bet on for. So, um, yeah, I got to take the Swans. I mean, Hawthorne are nowhere. I I really hope it's an entertaining game. I hope it's close, but yeah, I think Sydney get up. Hmm. Now moving over to the Sam Collins Cup, we've got. The Dockers playing the Suns. I'm going the Suns here. I really feel like the Suns might get up here. It's not because Matthew Rowell is in. He's just added to it. I actually think that the Suns are a better football side. And as a a lot of people would be saying, why are you saying that when you're a Brisbane Lions supporter? Shouldn't you be going the opposite way? But no, I do think the Suns are better than Fremantle. Um, so yeah, yeah, I got to take the Suns. I got to take the Suns. Um, Rio's injury crisis is incredible. Like I don't know how they are able to field a team. Like they've got so okay. injuries; it's insane. Five out. Five out. Um, obviously, they've got back that uh, he's a luckless defender. He's he's. he's Pierce, oh, um, Pierce. Yeah, too many injuries. I, I, yeah, I think the Suns win in a big, big margin. I think. Um, now, I'm back of in the their outs this week, plus. three of them are injured. Cox, mm. Logue, Fife are all injured. Yep. Nathan Wilson suspended. Yep. And the only one realistically that is out because of his own doing is Connor Blakely. He's been dropped. Yes, so you got two new players, Walker and Weston. Yeah. Uh, And they haven't really been that impressive in Waffle, to be fair. No. We see the ins for... um, Gold Coast. Gold Coast being Bose and Rao. Yes, they've lost lost Rory Atkins. He hasn't been at his best, to be honest, this year. Corbett's out. Corbett is a Medi sub. He'll be Medi sub again. Yeah, Farrow's out. And Farrow, who didn't even know he was playing. To be fair. No, he's out. Yeah, he was playing um, last week. And Jack Lacocious is playing his 50th game, which is a good thing for the club to getting more of these players mm-hmm. getting experience. To think that Reese is only playing 150 now is actually pretty amazing. Yeah. But I do think that the Suns are going to get up here. I think they get up by. 40 plus. No, they're getting up between 1 to 39. 40 plus, mate. 40 plus. So 40 I have plus. put a bet on this game. This is the my be a blowout. Where my money's going. I've gone a two dollars a dollar twenty-five bet because we bet responsibly. I want to take a 10 leg multi to win $110. No Anderson <laughs> to get 20 or more. Monday 25. Gold Coast 1 to 39. Tracy to kick a goal in the first quarter and anytime goal scorer. Walters, anytime. King, anytime. Isaac Rankin, anytime. Tuke Miller, 25. And Taylor DeMond to get 15 touches. Gives me a cheeky 110 bucks. Um, and it's going to yeah. come over. <laughs> over there. Uh, they at least win by over 25. They win by over 25. Yeah, that's what I reckon. 
as well. Now, moving over to this cup that's been played in Queensland and Kazali Stadium. Up there, Kazali, it's the Tom Lynch Cup. We've got the Saints against the Crows, and I think the Crows might get up here. Personally, I think the Crows might get up, only because I think they'll kick straight up. Um, St Kilda's Inza, Ben Long, Lonnie, Hunter, Geary's out with the shot. Manager, managed, memory managed. Maravano out. Um, yeah, I can, I can see Adelaide getting over. To be honest, um, I don't really think St Kilda are anywhere, as as we said in our mid-season reports. Hmm. Got to go with Adelaide on this one. Yeah, same. Now, Aiden Bonnet Cup, we've got North play the Giants. And let's just quickly say the Giants and move on. Rory, uh, Robbie Tarrant's back. Um, very, yeah, very happy. Sorry. Love Robbie Tarrant. He's a phenomenal player. Phenomenal backman. Quick, quick 11 rounds. Uh, a quick uh, 11 round nod for oh, uh, Australia. Yes. I mean, GWS. Green's back in. The Boar's in, Kennedy, Stein. Yeah. I mean, Greater Western Sydney have too many classy players. They'll run over them. Now, the second game in Optus. This is meant to play next Thursday night, but Richmond didn't want to stay in WA for another week. So it is the – what did I have it? The – oh, someone. The Daniel Metropolis Cup. That was a hard one to find of Richmond and West Coast players. Could not think of any. <laughs> And just went on a random draft bureau where we all the trades on it. Why didn't West Coast Richmond? You could have gone Cousins. Ben Cousins. Daniel Matron, sorry, but you, you're useless. It's the Ben Cousins <laughs> Cup. <laughs> Don't come at me now. Um, um, but easy pick for this. I've easy gone pick. West Coast. Easy pick. You want Tigers? Uh, no, I'm going West Coast. Um, when you bring Duggan, Allen, and Kennedy back in, um, and Richmond drop Collier, Dawkins, and Prestia, I think Prestia's yeah, out good. Yeah, uh, hamstring. Hmm. So um, Which we saw him go West off Coast, on right? the weekend with it, so should have been. Mm. Lambert's the only one back in, so it's like not massive. But there is a big yeah. out there that I'm going to mention, and he's out wing cushion. That was a very, very big hit of Brad Shepard. Yeah. Um, that is a big out, but they do bring Duggan in. So it's like a match mm. for a match anyway. So it's not too bad. Yeah. And Oscar Allen playing his 50th game. I wonder if he'll get this medallion and remember to take it. <laughs> for people out there wondering, he's played, he's umpired over 50 games for the West Perth District, almost as many as uh, Dan Johansson. So when they umpire together, there's over 100. When Dan's out there umpiring, there's over 100 games out there. For the West you know West. what? Um, he, if he ever listens to the pod, he's got my number. So if he wants to pick up his medal, just give me a buzz. Just give you a buzz. Uh, now, <laughs> Queen's birthday in Sydney. We've got Melbourne playing Collingwood in the Shane Woe Woden Cup in the Freeze MND game. Look. It's Melbourne for me. It is Melbourne. Nothing else to say. You're thinking the upset, aren't you? 
Well, look, Bucks' last game as coach. Um, you know, you bring back Maine, um, Cox. <laughs> I think I think Collingwood get it done. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, obviously, I don't think so. The, I think it's only the extended list has been named. Yeah, that would have been named today. Um, Langdon's been named. Um, Mitch Brown's been named for Melbourne. Um but I think I think Collingwood get the upset. Um, you know what? As a Bombers fan, I hate saying it because I'm meant to hate Collingwood. But I, I kind of hope Bucks goes it's out the on a football fan. You meant to hate Collingwood? Yeah, I, I like Bucks. He's a good coach. Mm. So um, I think the I think they get it done in a close game. So especially it being away from the G. Um, Think it's going to be good. I'll be tuning in now. Time for the fifth quarter quiz <sighs> that Ben has been terrified of the whole time since I asked him at already. Okay, but see, here's the thing we've done this before, and I got three or four. No, sorry, I got five, I think it was, in that two way quiz. Which, the two way quiz know, that didn't ever get released, that didn't get aired because of a failed mic. <laughs> Because a mic's not working and recording was stuffed and everything else in between. So it's time for the fifth quarter quiz. Now, Ben, people know that I like to make the quizzes not too easy. Because apparently when I make them too easy, people complain. So, (laughs) yeah. So now you've got, (laughs) it's all just blame Adam and Jacob. Okay. It's their fault. Not yours. Fine. It's okay. The lowest is for the highest is eight by an American. So we can't lose to the Yanks. Now. Okay. How many, how many questions are there? There is 10. 10. There are some here that are worth quarter of a point per answer. How many points? There's 10 questions. For 10 yeah. points. Question six is four different answers needed. So a quarter of a point. Now, first question. Shane Woden won the Brownlow in which year of his career? A, fifth, B, fourth, or C, seventh? Uh, um, I, it was, I know the year. You give me the Um, year. It was, hold on, wait, so he debuted in 97 and he won it. Uh, it would have been his, wait, so what were the questions? What were the answers? So it was fifth, fourth, or seventh? Fifth, fourth, or seventh? Fifth, fourth, or seventh? And it was Brown, Brownlow. Brownlow medal. It, uh, he won it in, uh, wasn't it his fifth? Wrong. Was his fourth. He got drafted mm. in the 1998 draft. In the 98 draft. Close. Close, close. Unfortunately, not correct. Des Pedlin, no, Des Headland went at which pick in the 1998 national draft? Um, he. 
He, he was originally playing for... He got drafted for Brizzy, didn't he? Yes, he's won a premiership with Brisbane. Um, oh, he... Oh, I feel like I should know this. Um, oh, what was it? Um, it wasn't... No. Would you like a clue? Go on. It was in the first round. It was in the first round. I knew it was going to be early. Um, Let me guess. Uh, He was pick pick 12. Wrong. Pick one. Was he pick one? Pick one. That was a big mistake, wasn't it? Brisbane came last in 97. Jesus Christ. Now... Not off to a good start, but I hope that you uh, like a little bit of fun facts going on. The 2009 Norm Smith medal was won by Paul Chapman because he had more three votes. So he had more votes that were threes. Yeah. But he tied with someone. Who was it? Um, Oh. Um, I feel like you know this. It's in the top. Of your I head. feel like I should, but as I've as I've told you, like I'm I'm really bad with this. Um, I've been dreading this obviously all day. Oh, um, oh, what? I can't, I can't remember. Um, oh, um, oh, uh, okay, uh. Jason Graham? Correct. Yes. He's on the board. St. Kilda player. That's right. St. Kilda player, Jason Graham. Yeah, it was like he got like three, two, one, one. one. Yeah. Like they both got nine votes. Chapman only got top votes from three people. He literally got three, three, three. And then it was like Jason Graham got votes from every other, every person. Yeah, because they, they've got a. I think they revisited that hmm. not long ago. Yeah. Now, which fa- player was famously involved in the Trent Crow trade back to Hawthorne? Trent Crow trade. Um, man, why have you got to make this so difficult now? Last week's was so easy. Um, Last week's were all umpire based, and he still only got six. I'm an umpire as well. <laughs> He's an mm. AFL umpire, Ben. Yeah, true. I know. I feel like it would have been more fair. <laughs> um, I don't actually. I don't actually think I know this one. Um, so Trent Crowe was drafted by Hawthorne, traded to Fremantle, and then was traded back from. Fremantle to Hawthorne for which player? This player ended up going to play 250 games with the club. Uh, um, it wasn't. It wasn't McFarlane. Are you locking it in? Yeah. Correct. Oh, it was. Yeah. So I know there was a pick 36 trade somewhere in there, which Hawthorne selected. Mitchell, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I, I kept thinking 
it was all That's part of this Trent Crow trade back to Fremantle and back to Hawthorne. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, right. Yeah, now, McFarlane was... 10 games bad. either side. How many games has Gary Ablett played combined? So both Gary Ablett's, how many games have they played in the AFL? Gary Ablett. Junior uh, and senior. Junior and senior. So... You get, junior I'll play- give you 15 games either side. 15 games either side. Yeah. Oh, so Ablett played three. So Junior played like 360. Um, yes. Senior, I actually don't know about Senior. Um, oh, so 360 plus. How many did he get? How many did he get? Um, he played. 250. Uh, oh my god, my mouth is failing me here. 360 and 250. Um, that equals 610. 610? Yeah. Okay. You're within five. No way. 105. Oh. Played between oh. three different clubs of Gold Coast, Geelong, and Hawthorne. How did I get? Okay, so who did I go under on? Or over on? Look, five games. Okay, I think you went right. under. I think you went I over did. on Junior. Yeah, I think so. Oh well. I mean, I'm I'm glad I was close. <laughs> now. Time for question number six, one that you've been dreading. Time for some sponsors. Name the team with a sponsor from the year said. 2019 Jaguar. Jaguar? Jaguar, the car. Oh, my God. I didn't even know they sponsored teams. Um... I swear to God, if it's not Melbourne, I'm going to cry. Uh, in 2019. Uh, was it Melbourne? Correct. Ooh. Oh, shall we? Bank West in 2004. Oh, man. That's like five. Um, no, it's only two. No. You're only two clubs can... Get sponsored by Bank West. Uh, West Coast. Cor- incorrect. Oh, it was Freo? It was Freo. Damn it. Now, you should get this one. It's probably the best sponsorship that's going around at the moment. 2021 oh. Pedigree. Oh, Bulldogs. Best sponsorship. I love that. That's that's okay. honestly... Best sponsor. Yeah. They've and had that for a while. Ah, oh, just this year. First year they've got them. Really? Yeah. Mm. 2003 CUB. Carlton mm. United Buries. Carlton. <laughs> no, Brisbane. No, it wasn't, was it? No, um, it was Brisbane. Oh, man. Damn. Oh, so I half- said it on the back of the jersey, didn't I? Hmm? Yeah, I got half. Half. So that's not too bad. I'm shocked by that. 
Can't live in like Melbourne. One, two, three. You got three and a half so far. You're half a point away from beating Adam. Oh, please. I just want to beat Adam so bad. <laughs> what year did Essendon wear a special seatbelt jumper? Oh, nine. Incorrect. No. 2010. Oh, so. Oh, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Now. It was season. Mm. Now. Oh, no. This were this one is worth half a half a point per answer. I need two. Mm-hmm. So I need the round and who it was against. When was the most recent drawn game? And what were the teams? Uh, oh. Um, that wasn't long ago. Uh, so it was, it was, um, seen the round in the teams. Yep. So it was uh, round 11 mm-hmm. of uh, 2020. Yep. It was Essen and Gold Coast. Bing, 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 you got the point. And the score, um, I, I'm pretty sure. I'll give uh, you a score, bonus point if you get me the score. The score is identical. So it was 11 7 73. Giving you two points there. Get in. Giving you two there. Oh. Now, time for some oh. of your knowledge. All right. All right. I need. Seven out of the top ten most played games. Uh, most played games. Because there's only, what is it? Um, there's only like four that are over 400, isn't it? Four currently going to be five in four weeks. Um, so is it VFL, AFL? Yep. So you got Brent Harvey, who mm-hmm. literally looks like he could still play footy. Ooch. Um, Fletch. Yep. Uh, Bartlett. Mm-hmm. Tuck. Yep. Uh, Bergwijn's in there. Yep. He's he's um he's going to be close, isn't he? Three ninety six um, currently. Goods. So that's six. Yep, goods. Uh, Ninth. I just need one more, don't I? You need one more. And I'll give you an extra half a point if you give me all ten. You'll give me a half point if I get all ten. Yep. Uh, so whoever, whoever said. Um, um, you got Harvey. Robert Harvey, yep. Yep, Rob Harvey. Uh, St. Okay, so you've got the point. You can either go for the extra half. Or stick with the one. Uh, I've only got to get three, don't I? Three more. Yeah. Um, Madden, because he played for Essendon. Yeah. I know he's like 378. That's bang on. Um, so, I know my Essendon. I know you, my Essendon stuff. You know your bombers. I know my Essendon stuff. Now, <laughs> the last two, two you need, one played for Carlton, the other one played for the Bulldogs and Fitzroy. Uh, Carlton, that would be Craig Bradley. Yep. Uh, he's a leading game. 
Um, and then the last one. Oh, I always get stuck on his name. Oh. Starts, oh, it's a B, isn't it? Starts with a B. Yeah. Um, it's it's Bernie. Bernie Quinlan. Bang on. Sure. Oh, yes. Woo. Wait, one, two, three, a half, three and a half, six, seven, eight and a half so far. Eight and a half. Yeah. Is that how many I've got? Yeah. So my- you're, you're first. Yeah, get in. Get now, in. How many? Last, we got last, last question. question. Uh, Out of the uh, 432 games played by Brent Harvey, how many were wins? I'm only giving you five each way. Uh, oh, because he played in some shocking sides. Oh, yeah. Um, pretty sure it was like just over 50%. Um, oh, what is it? Um, do I have to give you the game count of wins or a percent? Game count. Game count. I'm going to get five either side. Ah. <sighs> Um, so this one's tough. This one's real, real tough. <laughs> Mate, you make your quizzes tough. Ends up getting eight and a half. Yeah, it is though. Like, cause he's played 432 games. Um, oh, I don't know how many wins he's got. Hmm. Mm. I want to say it's like it's in the three hundreds, isn't it? Ah. Um, man, this is going to take me a while to work out, isn't it? You're ten seconds. I got ten seconds. Ten seconds. Um, I'm going to say it was. Uh, oh. Um. Need it an was. Answer. 240. 235. Holy shit. Nine and a half you get because you get a bonus point for getting the exact score. You got all 10 of the most played games. So you get a half a point there. I mean, I just know my game count. I know my game counts. You know your game counts. So you basically... You're half a point that you missed out on, and you ones you got wrong, you made up for with uh stuff up, so it's all good. Oh my god, not gonna lie, like when you said that I was gonna be like when you asked me to do the pod while I was at work, I literally like every possible statistical thing that I could look at, like because I knew you were gonna come at me with something, and I thought it was gonna be more bomber, bomber related. So I, I did a heap of bomber stuff, and I was like, shit. <laughs> Uh, man, I'm, I'm impressed with my knowledge. Nine and a half Ooh. is the only way someone can beat you is if I get getting 10 out of 10. Man. Ooh. I'm shocked. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. <laughs> We're just going to wrap the podcast up there. Ben and I are going to talk out of the pod. We're just going to stop the recording there, guys. So thank you very much for listening to the Fifth Quarter Podcast. It has been your amazing host, Marty Davis. And I'll Wonderful guest, 
Ben Johnson. Have a good day, guys. Thanks for having me.